This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. Ahead, 45 WHL players have cracked NHL Central Scouting's preliminary players to watch list. Moose Jaw Warriors defenseman Denton Matejchuk, one of the three, receiving an A rating. He'll join us in moments. The WHL Cup continues in Red Deer. Top 2005-born players across Western Canada just weeks before WHL Prospects draft. More on that. Vancouver Giants general manager Barclay Parnetta was able to retool his team in the offseason, bolstered by Boston Bruins first-round pick Fabian Lysel. Parnetta will be our guest. As well, Saskatoon Blades 20-year-old forward Tristan Robbins coming off a good stretch. He's the WHL Player of the Week. He'll wrap up the show. The Western Hockey League is proud to announce 45 WHL players have been named to NHL Central Scouting's preliminary players to watch list ahead of the 2022 NHL Draft. Now, NHL Central Scouting identifies players initially with a letter rating system. The A rating indicates players projected to be first-round candidates. The B rating indicates players projected to be second- or third-round selections. And the C rating indicates a player projected to be a later-round pick. Three WHL players earning A ratings, Winnipeg Ice forwards Connor Geeky and Matt Savoy and Moose Jaw Warriors defenseman Denton Matejchuk. Five players given B ratings, including Swift Current Bronco D-man Josh Davies and Canlis Blazer teammates Mats Lindgren and Fraser Minton, while 37 players receiving C ratings. Winnipeg Ice head coach James Patrick is getting a first-hand look at two A-rated skaters on his roster in centerman Connor Geeky and Matt Savoy. For me, you know, coming into the season, I was curious to see how they were going to be able to play against 19- to 20-year-olds. Um, you know, uh, Matt had a bit of a taste of our league um, as a 15-year-old, uh, Connor played games as a 15-year-old and then played in the bubble. Uh, but, you know, certainly in different roles, more of, a, I guess, a third-line type of situation. And we knew coming into this year there was a good chance they were going to be our top two centers. And then you're facing off against uh, guys who are, are more mature, guys who've been in the league for four years. And, and so far they've, you know, they've handled it real well. Um, you know, they're both... Um, explosive, high-end, uh, offensive players, but I've been real happy with how they've played the game uh, both ways. And in Moose Jaw, voice of the Warriors, James Gallo caught up with A-rated defenseman prospect Denton Matejchuk. 45 Western Hockey League players landed on the NHL Central Scouting preliminary players to watch list. Among them is Denton Matejchuk, who's one of three A-rated players. He's also one of three Moose Jaw Warriors that made the list, and we're joined by Denton. Denton, I guess uh, let's get your reaction. A pretty impressive thing to be named one of three Western Hockey League players as an A-rated skater on the NHL Central Scouting list. Yeah, it was definitely an honor to see my name up there uh, when I uh, got went on my phone after I was at the rink and I had a couple texts saying congratulations, and I went and looked, and yeah, it's definitely a cool thing to see. Denton, this is just the start of a, of a long year of seeing these lists and these rankings. Uh, do you challenge yourself to not get too wrapped up in what you see? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's just uh, that's something you can look at, but it's also it's really kind of irrelevant when, when yeah. you actually think about it because it really have a whole, whole season of hockey left before that actually starts to mean something. They're great to see, but you want to be modest, but it is pretty cool to see right yeah definitely definitely for sure 
Talking with Denton Matejchuk again, one of three Mushaw Warriors on the players to watch list for Central Scouting, along with Jagger Fergus and Eric Allry, one of three WHL players listed as A skaters, along with Matthew, Matthew Savoy and Connor Geeky of the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, Denton, when you see your name on a list like this, does it does it make you think that your dream of getting drafted could be coming true come next year? Yeah, that's definitely a thought in my mind. Uh, I try try not to think about it too much, but you know, growing up in a small town as you know loving hockey you know when you uh when you think about the nhl draft that's definitely something that'd be surreal for me and yeah, definitely excited that that's a possibility warrior fans are familiar with you as are probably fans in the east division but for for people outside of saskatchewan and manitoba maybe describe what your strengths are and what type of player you are uh, i think i'm a two-way defenseman uh, i can join the rush lead the rush but i can also play a shutdown defensive role uh like to model my game after Charlie McAvoy. I think that's probably a good player composition for me. He can uh, create offense for his teammates, but you know he could also play that shutdown role that I think I'm pretty good at. You talk about your strengths and, and what NHL teams may like when they watch you, but what are some areas that you still want to improve on? Uh, I think my dis defensive positioning is one of the biggest things I've tried to work on throughout the summer. I'd watch uh, game film on that and also uh, try and practice on the ice. I think there's always room for improvement there to be in the right spot and then also being in the spot to defend and then jump into the rush. I think that can be something that can really elevate my game. It's exciting for you personally to go through something like this. Is it is it exciting to go through it with teammates Eric Allery and Jagger Fergus? Yeah, absolutely. It's great to see their names on there and uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely good for our team and I think that'll just, just help us for sure. How can the three of you push each other to be better? Uh, well, I think we're pretty close. Me and Jagger and Eric are all uh, good buddies, so I think uh, Seeing our names up there, well, uh, you know, it gives us a little internal competition with each other, but also, you know, we're proud of each other. I think that, uh, that'll that help us push each other. Congratulations, Denton. Good luck as the season continues. Yeah, thank you. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition. The WHL Cup continues in Red Deer this weekend. The event featuring the top 2,005 born players across Western Canada. WHL Senior Manager of Hockey Operations, Greg Thompson, has been coordinating the tournament. I think, you know, for these players, for their families, for our scouts, uh, really excited to get back in the rink and host a, an event of this nature and really showcase the WHL product and, and look at that next wave of players who will be coming into our league you know, in a, in a year's time. So uh, we have a real strong group of 2006 born players from across the four Western branches, and we're excited to welcome them into Red Deer for this week's tournament. With the WHL prospects draft less than seven weeks away, it makes this event a can't miss. And it's really that first step of the uh, uh, high performance program for Hockey Canada, which then leads into the U-17s and, and beyond. And, uh, and the unique nuance of this year's event is typically these players are already drafted in the WHL prospects draft. And given our delayed draft now being held in December, these players are all draft eligible. So it's a real key showcase for our scouts to get eyes on these players for the first time in some cases, and for these players to really understand uh, the WHL player experience. And, and this event will lead right up into the draft on December 9th, uh, which, uh, which will be you know, comprised of all the 2006 porn players. The tournament has been hosted by the WHL dating back to 2009. Team Alberta is a five-time champion. They hoisted the trophy in 2009, 2011, 13, 15, and 16, while Team BC won the event in 2012 and 2017. Coming in, Team Saskatchewan is the defending champion, having won the tournament in 2019, beating Team Manitoba 4-2 in the gold medal game. 
This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. The Vancouver Giants have built a contending roster this season as general manager Barclay Parnetta retooled after several key losses the past two seasons. I caught up with Barclay during an intermission at the Langley Event Center. You have a dynamic uh, first-round pick for the Boston Bruins, Fabian Lysel, but, you know, whenever... A WHL team drafts a really high-end European. Everyone sort of scoffs and says, yeah, right, you're not going to get that guy, right? But uh, you had a good lead and a good feel and good communication, and lo and behold, uh, he's reassigned here by the Boston Bruins. You know, when we picked him, it was a COVID year. He didn't come over. That might have some, uh, was a fortuitous bounce, if you might say. It sort of gave us a chance. He tried pro. It wasn't maybe the right fit for him to develop. And, and certainly, depending on which National Hockey League team drafts uh, the player and what their depth is in their program and what they think he needs to improve on, uh, I, I think Boston was a, a, a team that wanted him to get acclimated to North America. We've got a world junior coach on our staff with Michael Dick. And uh, I think that we can help Fabian uh, get to that next level and be prepared for Boston. So what, what does Boston say? We need him to work on this for the next level. Absolutely. Like So we'll talk to Don Sweeney, Jamie Langenberner, and, and we'll sort of keep updates. Obviously, the thing for a player like as dynamic as he is, they want him to be prepared how to play in all three zones, the defensive side. And he is very responsible in that. And, and just the small details, not necessarily just all the all the flash of the game. He, they want to see sort of some responsibility without the puck as well. And I mean, Fabian's an intelligent player. I got to watch with the U-17s and Swift Current Medicine Hat back in the day. And, and I know he does that. Sweden is a is a pretty structured program that uh, demands a lot. So, you know what, so far it's a second game now for us and he's sort of feeling his way around out there. Uh, there isn't a lot of 19-year-old marquee players this year, it seems like, and I think everybody knew that going in. We just saw one go in a trade to Edmonton in uh, Josh Prokop. I don't know by trade deadline what a player of that ilk will cost, but are those players at a, at a premium this year, if you're looking to add this year? Yeah, certainly. I mean, and, and the problem is I think there's going to be, it's going to be one of those years where there's six or seven teams who, who legitimately think, you know, that extra piece is going to put them over the top. So it's going to drive the prices up, and, and we'll see where it goes to. And, you know, everybody's always looking to improve their team, but to get a, a player of, a, you know, a world junior stature that can come in and, and sort of, you know, maybe be a top-pairing D-man or a top-line guy to help your team, uh, it, it's going to be expensive. I think you retool very quickly. After the graduates of your team last year, I think everyone looked at the Giants and thought, they're going to lose a lot. That's that's a lot to overcome. But then you retooled quickly with a trade with Seattle to get Peyton mounted. You still want to add Cade, uh, Cade McNally to your team here when he comes off suspension. Uh, you get Lysel real quick. You get Ty Thorpe. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, uh, we're back in business here. So you got to be commended on that. But obviously, uh, it took some work. Well, you know what? We're pretty happy with the group we assembled. And I think we purposely did that. And I think we got some good value trades and some good players that are experienced in the league that are going to help us over the course of this season big time. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. He's back for his 20-year-old season and lighting it up in Saskatoon. Tristan Robbins is the WHL Player of the Week. A voice of the Blades, Les Lazarick, has more. Yes, thank you very much, John. With me is the latest Western Hockey League Player of the Week, Tristan Robbins of the Saskatoon Blades. Eight points for him, including two goals in three games, and the Blades five of a possible six points in the week. That's a pretty good week for both you and the team, right? Yes, I would say so. Uh, we executed a lot of stuff that we, we set out for in practice, and it was uh, awesome to get all those points. Tell me about some of what's going on with you personally. And I mean, I'm going to throw out two highlights of mine from your week last week. One is the 
two-on-nothing breakaway setup you gave to Brandon Lizowski in the game against Brandon last Wednesday, and then this past Saturday against Moose Jaw, after they score a short-handed goal to open the scoring, you come back with a heck of an individual effort to score the tying goal. Which one do you like more out of those two? Uh, I'd probably say that 2 on 0 with, uh, with Lizzo. I think that's one of the things I watched with uh, Marner and Matthews one time when they had that 2 on 0 and it's something I always kind of wanted to try and it worked out perfectly. And yet, I really liked the goal you scored against Moose Jaw and that's maybe just me. I know you're pretty modest. You're going to go for the assist because you get off on those sorts of things. I like the idea of you scoring the goal like that and responding so quickly after that. With the speed that you had, is it my imagination or are you a half a step to a step quicker this year already? Uh, yeah, you know what, I, I feel like I've started off better than I have in the past. Uh, usually I've taken me a couple games to kind of get going, but I, I feel like there's no lapse in my game right now, and I feel like I'm really comfortable and playing well on the ice. I teased you prior to the Moose Jaw game about being Mr. Second Star. Four times you had been a second star with multi-point games. You get a two-point game against uh, Moose Jaw, and you're the first star. Finally, you break through and get to that. Five multi-point games to start the year. That's pretty decent. I'm sure you're thrilled with the way your season has started as much as you are for the team's start to the season. Yeah, absolutely. I know I can speak for everyone else as well when I'm, I'm going to say that we're still hungry. You know, it's still early in the season and there's a lot of stuff we still need to correct, but uh, we're hungry coming in every night. And just watching practice, I think your head coach isn't going to let you get complacent based on what I'm hearing in the post-practice talk. Absolutely. If you heard anything that he was saying out there, you'll know that he's pretty right to the point and he uh, really wants to win just as much as we do. How are you finding that transition? Because you played three seasons for his predecessor, Mitch Love. What's the biggest difference and maybe what are the similarities between Mitch Love and now with Brennan Sonny? Uh, they run relatively similar systems. Uh, Sonny likes to play a little bit quicker where, you know, a lot more quick ups and uh, a lot more dynamic systems, um, a, lot, a lot more movement. Um, in the similarities, the D-zone is pretty similar. It's like a hybrid man-on-man, -man and uh, so there's not a lot of adjustment there, but it's, it's been nice having him in here because he, he likes to play a little more of an offensive kind of style, and that, that suits my gameplay as well as you know my linemates, Lazowski and Krinkovic, so it's been good. I have to revert back to this question because I know this is a different audience than what when I first asked you about it, but being sent from San Jose's camp back to junior for your overage or 20-year-old season, what was your thoughts at the time that that happened? I don't know. It was uh, mixed emotions. There was kind of a lot going on, uh, you know, there in San Jose and then as well with me. So uh, it's all in the past now, so there's nothing I can really do about it or dwell on or kind of change anything. So I'm just excited to be here and put some more wins on the board and hopefully go for a championship. Have you heard anything from the Sharks since you've been returned? I mean, the kind of start you've had, I'd like to think that people up in the uh, big club are noticing. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, they keep a, a good, uh, you know, track on their uh, their prospects and they treat us really, really well. So I've been in touch with, uh, with the Sharks every few days or so. 4-1-1 one one to start the season. Winnipeg 7-0, you guys are right there in the conversation. How important is it to maintain that pace and to try and be there in the race for first place in the East Division? And is this group capable of doing that? Absolutely, we're capable. Um, it's it's super attainable to uh, to take that number one spot, and we're just taking things game by game and not really worrying about too far in the future and just uh, coming in and focusing on what we need to do to get better. Tristan, congratulations on the big week and the great start with the team. Thank you for this and wish you all the best moving forward. Thank you so much. Tristan Robbins of the Saskatoon Blades as we send it back to you, John. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to James Gallo in Moose Jaw as well as Les in Saskatoon for their help. Thanks, fellas. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening.
This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.